I only had it to do over again, I would sow a wild oat or two. Angela, you wouldn't know a wild oat if it hit you in the feedback. <laughs> oh, no, I can be just as wild and crazy as the next guy. Yeah, the next guy's Mother Teresa. <laughs> okay, laugh if you will. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do all the things that I didn't do when I was growing up. I'm going to be, I'm going to be wild and, and crazy and, and, and daring. I, I, I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants. I'm going to be free and spontaneous. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Making a list of all the spontaneous things I'm going to do. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to... A.O. O.A. The Who's the Boss podcast. As soon as I said, yeah, I'm ready, you said yes, and then you took a sip. I know, but I felt like I needed, drink. I needed it. <laughs> a drink. I I'm, needed a sip. I'm Tori. I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss? Yeah, moving right along. Yes, we are. We are on episode 21. We have three more after this one. Yeah, and then it's and on, then to, on season four. to season four. Yeah, and then once oh, we get to halfway through season four, then what? We're then halfway we're through halfway the whole done, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, give or take an episode. Yeah, I don't huh. know if every season was the right, um, like twenty four, was it? I don't know. No, uh, like this one's twenty six. I think. No, no, oh, can't so. be. Wait, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four. No, you're right. Um, I'm just guessing. Some the of them may have been longer than others. I bet you near the end they were shorter. <laughs> I, that's a good question. I don't really know. I don't either. I'd have to look. You think um, we would. Okay, so we don't have any news. I do want to say, though, that we have uh, set up a birthday fundraiser for Tony Danza's birthday. He will be 70 years old on April 21st. So, I mean, listen, we're never going to, we're not gonna, never going to have commercials on this show. We're never going to make any money off of this show. What? We have, <laughs> we have, that's not well, the what point. What am I doing? Hmm. <laughs> we this isn't our content to make money off of, and it's not the point. True. We are just doing this because we wanted to have fun. But I figure if collectively the little family of listeners that we have created, if we can all kind of work together and help some other people, that's always good. So uh, we did it for yeah, Judith's birthday. I got my shit together way earlier this time for Tony's birthday. So I put together a fundraiser. It is on Instagram. If you go to our Instagram page. Who's a Boss podcast, right there on the front in the bio, it'll say fundraising for Freedom Writer, which is a foundation that he's worked with before. Um, and so then you can leave a donation there. And um, I'll keep sharing the post around. You can put a little birthday message in there if you would like as well. So yeah, let's see. I think our goal is 500. So let's All see right. if we can do it. Yeah, okay. I was way off there. Actually, the um, season's five, six, seven, and eight either have 24 to 27 episodes. 27? 26 or 27, I think. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, none of them fall short. All of them are minimum 24, and then some are like 26, 27. Wow. So right. if you guys they are didn't, saying- They didn't skimp. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you guys we're going to be here a while. Oh, yes, I hope you guys aren't sick of us yet, because looks like we're going to be a while. All right, tonight we are going to cover Season 3, Episode 21. It is called Walk on the Mild Side. It first aired on March 17th. Isn't that St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, it would have been a Tuesday. Um, March 17th, 1987. 
And the summary says, Angela sets out to do all the wild, spontaneous things she's always wanted to do, including going to Inspiration Point with the coolest dude in her high school class. (laughs) (laughs) That description. Oh, Angela. Okay, this episode was written by John Donnelly and Clay Graham. So I looked them up. Yes. And let me see here. So I believe this is their each of their first episodes, but they will do quite a few. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, let me make sure. John Donnelly. Now, the instra- in- interesting thing is, like, I've noticed the, it seems standard for there to be, like, a writing team. Right. Because these guys both did. Um, John, it seems like John Donnelly was a writer before Clay. Um, and then they started working together on different strokes because Clay is listed as a writer for The Lie and so is John Donnelly. Then it looks like they worked together on different strokes, The Red Fox Show, Benson, mm. and Who's the Boss. Okay. And this was both their first episode of Who's the Boss, but then John Donnelly stops writing for Who's the Boss, but Clay Graham continues on. He's like, I'm out. I know what happened. Maybe got canned. And then Clay Graham has gone on to write... He's, he wrote up to Santa Clarita Diet from 2020. 20, wow. No, I'm sorry, 2017 to 2019. That wow. Was, wasn't that the Drew Barrymore show? Was she on yes. that? Yes. Yeah, it was Drew Barrymore. And I can't think of the guy's name. It yeah. was on Netflix? Either can I. It was. Netflix. I think it was on Netflix. It was, because I remember seeing the billboard um, on their building. Oh, wait a minute. We know this guy. It's Timothy Oliphant. Yes. Yes. The, That's who it is. The Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. That's his name. I could not remember his name. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so there you go. But now she's doing her talk show. Uh, Drew. They're not doing that anymore. I don't even know if that's still. No, it is. They just got renewed for a second season. Did they? Okay. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't knocking it. I just didn't know if it, those talk shows come and go. Yeah. I actually have not seen one episode of it. that's good if she's got a second season. But I saw a clip where um, she had her bearded dragon on. Oh, boy. She also has a bearded dragon. Oh, well. And who's the girl? Oh, my goodness. Okay. What? Remember the reality show with Paris Hilton and the other girl? What's the other girl's name? She's Nicole Lionel Richie's Richie. daughter. Okay, thank you. It was a, um, a video call between Drew Barrymore and Nicole Richie, and they were both talking about their bearded dragons because they both have them. Or oh, at least their kids well, have them. I guess we're cool. I right? We have a cool pet. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Nicole Richie one time at one of our dance competitions. Her daughter. I'm not I'm sorry. It was a dance um what do we call those things? Mm, recital? No, it was when they went for that weekend. Recital? <laughs> no. We go to the hotel. Yeah, we don't yeah. Care. So it is energy. Comp- Ener- yeah, NRG was when we NRG. went to. NRG. So it, I guess it is a competition, but we don't compete. But the kids just go to workshops all weekend long. And yeah, so her daughters must dance because I saw them there. And we saw Paris Hilton once. I did, yeah. We saw her at Malibu. Wait. The Malibu. Um, yeah, the Malibu Country Mart. Malibu Country Mart. And some woman handed her her baby yeah. and asked to take a picture I, with her holding her baby. I don't understand people at <laughs> and all. And she was this she was very sweet and she held this woman's baby and took a picture with it. <laughs> but it just makes you wonder people. <laughs> just walk up. Can you hold my baby? I'm gonna take a picture of you. And then you it's one of those embarrassing things where you're like, here's my here's so and so holding my baby. He's Paris Hilton holding, right. <laughs> holding you as a baby. <laughs> That's true. God and that kid probably has to be like 13 now, because I don't think we had kids yet. 
So no, yeah. it wasn't that long ago. Oh really? No, I we didn't start going there oh, before yeah, yeah, we yeah. had kids. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. We started going there for that burrito place that David oh, Duchovny liked. Yeah, and then it closed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, we've gone way, way off. off topic. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. So when this episode opens, Samantha's running in the house. She has very important news, and she can't wait to tell everyone. So Tony comes running from downstairs, Mona comes running out of the kitchen, and Angela comes running out of her office. <laughs> what was Tony doing up we there? We still have not seen. I don't know. Folding laundry? I guess. Dusting? Making the bed? pretty fast, though. Oh. <laughs> Well, because really Tony Danza was just standing at the top of those steps because there's nothing up there. So they are all like, what, what, what? And she says, the Beastie Boys are coming to town, are coming here. They're coming here. Right. And Tony's like, oh, and the house is such a mess. Meanwhile, it's not. (laughs) I know, it's it's immaculate. It's spotless. Right. (laughs) Um, But so, yeah, so the Beastie Boys are coming to play a concert next month. And Angela's like, that's what you are so excited about? And Mona says, well, you have to think of it on your terms. would be like if Vic Damone was coming to play. And Angela still doesn't care. She's I like, know. I have work to do. You got me out of my office. I'm standing here now. And this really wasn't important. Um, so Sam's like, well, I have to. The tickets are going to go on sale. And I need to get there. They're going to go on sale tomorrow morning. I need to get there kind of early. Tony says, how early? And she says, right now. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah, so I remember a time where you had to go buy tickets, like at a physical place. Yeah. Yeah, there was a time. I remember that too. Or you could call, right? Wasn't that the other thing? Like you could Yes, you can call or go wait in line and there was like enough. But it seemed like waiting in line gave you got you better tickets than if you called. Yeah, I guess so. What was your first concert? Kiss. That's my funny. first concert was Debbie Gibson. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and I was so excited. Um, okay, I was too. I was blown away by that concert. It was crazy. I was blown away. Well, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a much cooler concert to have as your first concert. I know, but you probably love. No, I did love Debbie Gibson, yeah, and I would have I had no Kiss. idea I, who Kiss was. I wasn't even that big of a Kiss fan, but I got to go, and I was like, "Wow, that was pretty incredible." How did you go? Was your brother going or something? Yeah, my my brother oh. and friends, and I got to tag along with them and go, and I was just like, "Wow." So now, like, I think the only thing I could compare this to is when I got Adele tickets the last time she came here, which was when I turned forty. So that was almost five years ago, um, and I had to get in like the online waiting room. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was very stressful. I had like five windows open because there were different nights of the week that she was playing and I didn't care which night we got. We just wanted to get one night and my friends and I were on, and I'm at work and my friends and I were on the phone on like a conference call (laughs) and I got the tickets. It took like two hours, but um, finally I I got let into the waiting room and then I was able to buy them. So, and so my 10-year-old daughter, when she's an adult, will be able to say that her very first concert was Adele. I know. And that's actually pretty cool. That is a pretty cool one. I think that's going to stick. I think so, too. Yeah. Like, no one's going to... I don't think you're going to get the same effect when you say Adele as when I say Debbie Gibson. True. Although, Debbie Gibson is a very talented person. She went on to do Broadway. Uh, yeah, did Broadway. yeah. Yeah, so, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying... She was just very poppy at the time. Yeah. Electric youth. <laughs> Yes, I had the perfume and everything. I loved it. Oh my God, I didn't know she had perfume till right now. Oh yeah, I think it was called Electric Youth. Oh, I believe that. 
So Tony's like, no way are you going to the mall all night long and standing in line for concert tickets. And yeah, I don't think my parents would have let me do this. No, I wouldn't have been out either. And I was probably worse than you. And Tony says, it's, it's crazy. And Mona's like, you're right. It absolutely is crazy. And I think you should let her go. And he's like, what? And she's like, well, you know, teenagers need to do stuff like this. And she'll be fine. Samantha says, it's a safe place. It's well lit. You know, there are going to be other people there all night long. So Tony decides, all right. Well, and, and the falafel place is yes, open all night. The falafel place is open all night. And you have to say, mention that because there's a reason that's later. That's true. It's going to come back. And Macy's is not going to be open. So Tony doesn't have to worry about her running up his charge, oh, his charge card all night long. So Tony's like, okay, that's fine. You can go. So she's excited. She's getting ready to leave. Now, Angela's like, wow, I'm pretty proud of you for letting her do that. And he's like, well, you know, this is, it's way tamer than half of the stuff that I did as a kid. And Angela's curious. She's like, what are some of the things that you did as a kid? So he tells this story about how (laughs) one time he was delivering pizza and he got on a train at Grand Central Station. He sees a pretty girl, sits down, starts talking to her. And did you know pepperoni is a hell of an icebreaker? What? <laughs> How is pepperoni I, a nice? I don't like, know. What are the things about pepperoni that you can talk about? I don't know, but you, yeah, I don't know. It's Tony. So uh, he says they're in love by Cleveland. And if he didn't get thrown off the train in Chicago, they would have two kids by now, uh, be married with two kids. So Angela, what? How does he know that? (laughs) And Angela's like, oh, that's so romantic how Angela gets. But then he tells the story about how on the way back, (laughs) since he didn't get married and have two kids, instead he was hitchhiking and he got in a semi truck with a lady truck driver. And there was nothing semi about her. Uh, (laughs) Now, I was kind of confused about that because I feel like the idea of a lady truck driver is not something where you automatically think that person's hot. Like, I picture the woman in the Pee Wee Herman movie. Yeah, tell them large, Marge sent you. Right. So I was a little confused by that joke there, but I guess... She well, there was, was nothing hot. semi about her. No, yeah, she wasn't her. semi hot. She, she was all the way hot. hot. Her boobs weren't semi small. <laughs> you know, Tony, it's all. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she probably didn't go halfway. A, she a, went all the way. A model was driving this semi. Exactly. Yeah, it's like Christy Brinkley pulling yeah. up next to right Chevy, Chevy Chase, Chase on vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so then Mona chimes in with all the crazy things that she's done, and she just starts laughing. And they're looking at her, waiting for her to tell the story. And Nothing. No. She can't tell them that because she promised the senator. Half the time, I think Mona's making this shit up. <laughs> She's just saying things? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, I, my theory is, like, Mona doesn't know who the Beastie Boys are, but she just pretended she did. Yeah, so and she like, can make Angela feel bad. <laughs> right. And when Samantha's friends were all talking about the cool boys and the cute boys, she just acted like she knew what it was. And she has so much street cred that everybody believes her. That's true. It's a good point. So now Fake she's, it till you make it. Right. Exactly. So now she says, you know, but I, I can tell you about the time that I snuck into the drive-in movie theater in the trunk of a car. And Tony's like, oh yeah, I used to do that all the time when I was a kid. And she says this was last week. I know. That was actually pretty funny. That was funny. But like, I mean, I where's that episode? How did that even come about? 
I, we want to know more about that. And why is she doing that? Right. She, like she has plenty of you, money to go to a movie. Well, <laughs> not only that, or she can get a date, obviously, that could take her to the, take her there without having to sneak her into the trunk. <laughs> I mean, it's not like she's, yeah, silly. Just so Mona. So then Tony says, you know, didn't you ever do, come on, Angela, don't you have any wild stories from when you were young? And she's trying to think. And Mona's like, don't, yeah, don't even bother. You got nothing. So then Tony asks her, didn't you ever call up the grocery store and ask if they had olive oil in a bottle? And she's like, why, why should I do that? And he says, because then right after you say that, then you say you better let her out because Popeye is getting mad. Oh my gosh. No one would get this joke these days. I mean, uh, yeah, no. No one younger than our age group would get this joke these days. No, no. But I remember making those kind of calls. Oh, we didn't say that one, but there are other ones. Yeah. Of some, the refrigerator running. Yeah. I don't, I remember, we, I didn't do a lot of prank calls, maybe just like a few times, but I don't remember any of the stuff we said. It was probably <laughs> terrible, and <laughs> people probably knew who we were. <laughs> and like, so that's, bad. you can't really do that anymore because no. everybody has cell phones now. You haven't been able to do it for years. Is right, because of the star that 69. Well, for even, yeah, not, I'm not call waiting. Yeah, you're right. Not even. Um, was it star 69? Not even caller ID, but star 69 okay, was, was before 69. even caller ID. Caller ID was super advanced when it would just tell you the number. Like right. star 69 would tell you a number, but then call it back. But you had to hit star 69 and it would tell you. Right. And then there was a way to block it. A lot of phone games. <laughs> uh, you could block just, star 69. It's a lost art. It is. They now can't, they can't do nothing. That. So now Angela's saying, you know, all these things I missed out when I was young. Like if I had it to do all over again, I would sow a wild oat or two. And Mona says, you wouldn't know a wild oat if it hit you in the feedback. feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Angela. I know. So she's and they're like, just no. making fun. I know. She says, I could be wild and crazy, as just as just as wild and crazy as the next guy. And then Tony says, as long as the next guy was Mother Teresa. Oh, boy. Yeah. But she decides she's going to do it. She's going to go crazy. She's going to have fun. She's going to fly by the seat of her pants. She's going to be free spontaneous. and spontaneous. And then she sits down at that little writing desk by the stairs. And it gets quiet. And Tony says, what are you doing? And she says, I'm writing all the spontaneous things down that I'm going to do. <laughs> Which is very Angela. It is. Make a list yeah. of spont being spontaneous. <laughs> so now the next morning, um, Tony, or I guess it's the next afternoon, Tony and Angela are coming in from somewhere. And... Samantha's sitting on the couch. She's tired. You yeah. can tell she's rubbing her eyes. She's been up all night. And she says, you know, Dad, you've really matured that you let me go out all night long. Weren't you worried at all? And he's like, no, you know, I trust you. It was it was a safe place. And I paid Ernie at the falafel stand. Mm. To hey, what does he know about here. Ernie? I don't know, right? Ernie could have been a pedophile. Right. What Maybe do you he know knows about Ernie. Ernie. There is a character named Ernie that will be on this show later in the series. You think but it's Ernie from the falafel stand? I don't think so because he delivers water. If I'm if I'm getting well, that name correct, maybe he lost the falafel job or moved oh, up. It's true to water. Maybe maybe the falafel stand burned down, and then he had to go get a job at the water place. There's always money in the falafel stand. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? If you know, look in this episode. Look at Tony's shirt. I know. More oversized pockets. Yes. Oh, did we already talk about this? No, no, no. You and I talked about this a little bit off 
um, n- n- while we watched the episode. Right. But yes, okay, that's it's very similar to that Others, other terrible shirt. There must have shirt. been a big pocket sale. Oh my goodness. It probably was just a huge crate. Like, did this go on for a while? I don't remember big pockets. <laughs> I don't either. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't at all either. I don't remember that look at all, and I never had that look. Now, these And pockets, I was a teenager. Well, well 87. Yeah. What were you in 87? I don't know. Okay. 14. Now, these... Oh, yeah, you're the same age as Alyssa Milano, so you yeah. were 14. Um, so now this shirt, the pockets have like a slant. <laughs> yeah, it's fancy big. <laughs> so now, even if you try to get your library book in there, part of it's going to stick out. Yeah, because it's a mess. Yeah. And it's short sleeve. At first, I thought they actually just cut the sleeves off the long sleeve shirt he was wearing last episode. Oh, yeah, right. We did discuss But this. the pockets are different because they have like such a slant. Yeah. Yeah. This shirt needs to be burned. But meanwhile... I love Mona's dress, and I feel like someone would wear that today. The color yeah. is fantastic. The color is nice. Yeah, and um, so I just I don't you don't look at my you don't look at our social media, but I did a whole um, Instagram story about how I read two articles recently. One Wait, is about how the the um, jackets with the shoulder pads are big again? Yeah, it's how like a bunch I of Angela Bowers... I saw that. I didn't read our, our social media. <laughs> a, I saw that. A bunch of Angela Bowers looks are yes. now popular again. Yeah, I was reading I saw that. two articles. One's Vogue and one's uh, The Trend Spotter. And yeah, it was the boyfriend shoulder pad oversized jacket. Then it was sorbet colored and... Like, Ooh. Mona could have been wearing one yeah. of the outfits that they were wearing in this um, article. White knee-high boots. I was able to find a picture of her in that. Oh. Statement trousers, which we had discussed before. <laughs> Statement trousers. <laughs> I love um, that. And then, oh, puffed-up sleeves are coming back in style. I know. All we need are those giant glasses, which I feel like I've seen some giant glasses floating around. And then Angela is back. Wow. Which would be great. She if, was a pioneer. Yeah. So if Angela, if Judith Light comes back to the reboot, she can just wear all of Angela's all old the old clothes. Stuff. They could save a ton of money if anybody still has any of those clothes. Because Lord knows the woman would still fit in them. I know, They'd probably right? be big on her now. Um, okay. So Tony, so Samantha leaves. Falafel guy watched her and... Um, Tony paid the falafel guy because the yogurt guy was too expensive. Right. And Samantha's like, he should be too expensive because he was cuter than the falafel guy. And now Tony's mad. Okay, so Samantha leaves, and now Tony and Angela are going to talk about their day because they went out and Angela wanted to have some fun. So Tony's like, we're talking thrills. I know. (laughs) I I want you to... to do a shot every time Tony says Mona in this on the at this oh, scene. I don't have a I don't have a drink. Watch this. Okay. Just watch the, yeah, watch yeah. how many times you see it in the closed captioning. Okay. She chose that she ripped off the mattress. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Hang. On. I'm not there yet. Okay, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Looking. So do that. Um, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. So he usual. says. I don't know what's going on. They had. They had so much fun. We're talking thrills. Me and Angela took a walk on the wild side. Mm. So Angela says, "Mother, you'd be so proud of me. I broke the law." And she goes on to explain that those little tags that you're not supposed to remove from mattresses, and she pulls a, a little stack of them out of her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and where does she tear them out from? I guess they went to a mattress store. That's even worse. W- what do you mean? Meaning, like, she didn't oh, even rip right. them off her own mattress. No, no. <laughs> you can tear them off your own ma- mattress. You're not supposed to remove them from the store, Oh, I thought I you were think. supposed to never remove them. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, 
oh, then I might have to go to jail because I think I removed them off of pillows and mattresses that I bought. So, yeah, so well, she we've says done it, yeah. it's a federal offense. And Mona says, great, you're going to be on the top 10 least wanted list. <laughs> so then, but that's not it. That's not all. They also got into an elevator and then Angela started making farting noise with her armpit. Right. And Tony's trying to imitate the farting noises she was making. And there's with, no sound coming out. No. He does it twice in this episode, and he cannot make a sound. So Tony Maselli can do a lot of things, but he cannot fart with his armpit. So, <laughs> so write that it's down. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> write that down, Thought everyone. Thought he was multi-talented. <laughs> I wonder why. And plus, there's no way Angela did that because what did she do? Did she untuck this shirt or did she put her hand down the top turtleneck? There was Mm. no way she was going to get her hand up into her shirt to be able to make farting noises. So Tony says that everyone on the elevator started looking at him because they figured it was he was the one that was doing it. Um, So then they crashed a wedding. They went to a wedding and when the... Minister said, speak now or forever hold your peace. Angela yelled, you have a terrible caterer. And then they ran like hell. I know, but that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't because they were Because they were at the... At the re- they were at the ceremony. Thank you, ceremony. Yeah. And they wouldn't have had the food yet. <laughs> and she's yelling, the catering's terrible, and she ran. I know. And that's a really mean thing to do to someone at well, their yes, wedding. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, beside the point. But whatever, it's a sitcom. So Mona says, you know, Angela, I had no idea that you could ever be so rude and crude, and I have a new respect for you. So she's, hey. gained, <laughs> she's gained some points with Mona. By so, acting like a complete idiot. <laughs> yeah. So Tony's like, all right, well, that was fun. Wild oats sewed. And yeah, Angela's Tony like, Tony thinks no, it's but, all done now. Yeah, she's like, no, I have so much more to do on this list. And she's looking over the list, and then she's like, oh, I like this one. I could not possibly do this one. So Mona wants to see. And what it is is that she wants to go to Inspiration Point <laughs> with Jake the Snake McGuire. Wow. Who I was like the sound of that. <laughs> so she tells the story about how he was the wildest kid in school. All the girls held their breath and their jewelry when he walked by. It's like they wanted to go out with him, but they were also worried that he was actually going to steal their jewelry. Like, that's that's a rebel right there. Mm-hmm. That is. Did you ever find out what a DA was? He had a DA. Oh, yeah. No, we didn't oh, look wait, that up. Oh, wait, did he have a district attorney because he had been oh, arrested? DA. That makes the, That makes That's sense. what I first thought. And then I'm like, wait, district attorney makes no sense, but... I guess he would have if he was. If he had been arrested. arrested. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is a badass. <laughs> a leather jacket and tight jeans. And he didn't talk, he hissed. And he didn't walk, he slithered. So I guess that's why he was named the snake. Oh. I figured it was for his penis. Sense. But <laughs> oh. Yeah, the snake. Mona says, I didn't think that you went for guys like that. I figured you liked guys with safety pins and glasses or something like that. And Angela's like, no, on the outside, I was Sandra D. But on the inside, Tina Louise was trying to get out. Mm. <laughs> so at first I thought Sandra D was Greece. Right. But then I looked it up and there are two, there was an actress named Sandra D, which I had a vague recollection, but um, 
She was born in 1942, and I'm guessing that her character was sort of the girl next door character. And um, she passed away in 2005 at the age of 62, not very old. Hmm. But then there was also Tina Louise, who was known for sexier roles like Ginger on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, and she's still alive. She is still alive. Yeah. She's 87 years old. Wow. Yeah. I remember that. You remember Gilligan's Island? Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. That. I you remember watching that. that show. Oh, yeah, it was good. I used to watch it like after school. It was on like the repeats. Oh. In syndication, if you will. <laughs> so Angela's telling Tony that he used to take all these girls to a special place on his motorcycle called Inspiration Point. Mm. And they would make out there. And Tony's like, how do you make out on a motorcycle to begin with? And Mona says it can be done. Yeah, of, of course. course. Immediately. Of course not. But it would be, I mean, wouldn't it be easy to make out on them? As long as I the motorcycle isn't around. moving. Yeah. Yeah, just... one person turns around <laughs> facing each other. Um, so Tony says, well, whatever happened to Mr. Snake? And she's like, I don't know. After I went to Montague Academy, I lost touch with him. Good continuity there. Yes, very good continuity. Because I was thinking, oh, okay. Before she said that, I was like, wait a minute. Now they're going to have Angela have gone to some regular high school nope. instead of the academy. But Before yeah, so she went off to the academy. Yes. Maybe that's why she got sent away because she was or I guess she chasing was looking after at the, the snake. snake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so Mona says he's right here. And Mona's holding a phone book. What the hell is that? Haven't seen one of those in a while. Yeah, I know. Phone book. Yeah. For years, we still would get the phone book. I know. I mean, I literally, like, up to... We, we've gotten one since we moved here, so at least by 2016. Yeah, and we just kept throwing them... They kept them coming in, in our old houses. Yeah. Um, but now, like, our kids would have no idea what a phone book is. Oh, wait. Is. Actually, I uh, I went online and opted out. Oh, so you think you they can still go, send them out? Yes, they have to, I think, oh, for, yeah, for probably. people who just don't. I remember finally being like, this is such a waste. And there was a piece of paper that came with it that said, you can opt out of the phone book. Nice. So they do still send it around. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Now I kind of want one again. <laughs> opt back in. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Angela takes the phone book and she runs over to the phone. She's like, should I do it? So she starts dialing. And then Tony asks Mona, should we give her some privacy? And Mona's like, no. No way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> This is going to be a great show. Now, watch Tony here because I feel like his mood changes from when he thinks this is all fun and games and then when she actually gets a date Realizes with this he's guy. going out with the snake. <laughs> yeah. She's going out with the snake. So she calls the number and he answers. And she's <clears> like, it's him. So she tells this guy, we went to high school together. I mean, you probably don't remember me. My name was Angela Robinson. Um, she, and then she's like, well, I had glasses and buck teeth, and I was slightly overweight. Mm. And then she's like, well, they were thick glasses. <laughs> and buck Mona teeth. says, picture the Hindenburg with bangs. Awful. I know, it's so mean. Like that's a Hindenburg. It's a blimp. Yes. It's just so mean. So Angela motions for the two of them to go away. And this might be my favorite part when they just both nod no. Yeah, no. <laughs> staying right no, here. No, we're staying here. Yeah. Um, so then she says, the less mature kids used to call me the walrus. The less mature kids. I know. And she whispers walrus. And Tony's like, what'd you say? And Mona says, the walrus. Well, what's <laughs> funny is... Once she says the less mature kids used to call me the walrus, that's when the snake remembered her. 
Oh, so right, clearly yes. the snake was one of the <laughs> less mature. mature. Oh, I remember the walrus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So then she's like, yes, yes, that's me. Um, no, I've changed. The braces worked. So did the clearasil and Metrical melted away those unsightly pounds. All right. How many? Did, oh, did you look up Metrical? Who wants to learn about Metrical? I do, because how many lawsuits have been put against Metrical over the years? Well, it's funny. Why do you know something about Metrical? No, but like, okay, there's just... always weight loss pills, and then right. and that's there's why I lawsuits to about weight loss pills. Save this for the podcast. Metrical was a brand of diet foods introduced in the early 1960s. Though its products were criticized for their taste, which newer varieties of flavor tried to improve upon, it attained a niche niche niche, niche, yeah. niche in the popular culture of the time. Created and marketed initially by C. Joseph Jenster of Mead, Johnson & Company, it was eventually replaced in the market by competitors such as SlimFast and lost popularity because it was linked to deaths. <laughs> God. Yeah, I would see how it could lose popularity right. by being linked to deaths. Yes, once you're linked to deaths, yeah, it's your gotta be. I mean, I, I, I bet you, if you really, I this section's probably good. The decline. I go to Wikipedia and read the decline. I'm sure it's yeah. And the only reason the I figured is because like Fen Fen, I like all those fad diet. Pills yeah, everything always, always, they had always an issue. have a terrible ending. Um, okay, so oh, hang on one second. I just want to tell you about. There was a section. Oh, I lost it. No, well, never mind. There was. It, it talks about the, what the what the um, supplements consisted of, and it was like, oh, it's uh, originally the product came as powder contained because that was like. Um, yeah, it's if it's being compared to Slim Fast, like Slim Fast, then it's like and what's the other one shake. out? There was like Alba shakes or yeah. something like that. Um, originally, the product came as a powder, and it contained powdered skim milk, soybean flour, sugar, and corn oil. Oh, God. Yeah, that sounds really terrible for a shake. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> enough about this stuff. Oh, Metrical. okay. So she finds out that the that Jake the snake is single. She's very excited about that. She even yells, he's single, to Mona. To, and Jake had to hear that. That's what I'm saying. She said it right yeah. into the phone. <laughs> so then she asks, what would you think about going for a drink? And he must say, how about tonight? Because she's like, oh, okay, tonight? Now, this is where, if, so if you notice, Tony at this point walks away. And then there's a couple shots on him where he's now looking a bit annoyed. And he sits down in the chair. And then when he says that um, he's available tonight, he's like, oh, busy guy. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, this is the guy who had to go through a... Read a little black book, which was red and had dust on it, and try to find some girl to go out with. I know, that's true. <laughs> so but the interesting thing is that she just called somebody she hadn't seen since high school, found his number in the phone book. He was home and not busy. Right. And then she just said, come over, and gave her the address of the house, not knowing anything about this guy. <laughs> I know, wait, what is... But I guess that's the spontaneous craziness. And so. we find out, so the house address is 3344 Oak Hills Drive. Yeah, I don't know if he knew that or not, but that's where they live. Well, um, so he's coming to pick her up. Yeah, just come on over to my house and pick her up, Mister. And like, and I one my favorite parts is when she asks if there is a Mrs. Snake. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> so now she's so excited. She's like, "I did it! I did it!" She's so proud of herself. Um, and Tony's like, "Oh, okay, great. Well, that worked out. It's not even a school night because she, she's excited that she's going out." With the cutest boy in yeah, high school. Yeah. So we had talked about also that Friends did a similar 
storyline to this where Monica goes out with Chip. Chip. Who was the cutest guy in school. Right. Who and, still works at the same movie theater. Right. Yeah. And it was similar where, yeah, he was like still, he peaked in high school. And right. so that's where he was still stuck. So now it's later that night. Um, we know that because they show a shot of the outside of the house and it's dark, but we see a bunch of lights on inside the house. <laughs> oh, that's true. We do. <laughs> um, and Angela's getting ready. I have no idea what she is wearing. I don't either. It's bizarre. It's like a salmon colored blouse and matching pants. But then the shirt has like piping on it. And then in addition to the piping, there are little silver dangly things that hang off of it. Like, I bet at the time this looked hot, but now I have no idea what's going on. It's quintessential 80s. Yes. So she's looking in the mirror, checking herself. It's like if the 80s threw up, (laughs) there would be this outfit. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you might as well have puffy painted this shirt. So Mona comes out, and Mona, okay, so Mona's walking out of the back area here holding a book. (laughs) Back there dropping a bomb? Well, the only thing back there is the basement, a closet, and the bathroom. So was Mona in the bathroom with the book? Yeah. And now she's done? (laughs) She's she's trying to tore up the bathroom. (laughs) Or is there a little library back there we've never seen? Mm, One can hope. Or was she in the basement reading a book? Maybe. None of it makes sense. No, it doesn't. She walks over, and... Angela's like, oh, no, I have an unsightly blemish. (laughs) And Mona says, it looks like a big zit to me. Mm. So, of course, Angela has a big zit the night of her big date. Um, So, Mona walks away, and Angela's trying to hide it. And now, meanwhile, she has full bangs. How can you even see her forehead? And the snake's not going to care. No. I can already tell you that. (laughs) So, Tony comes bounding down the steps. He sees Angela, and he's like, oh, you look terrific. So I guess that outfit does look good, or yeah, Tony's so. just we like, just, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Whatever he can take at this point. Um, and then he says, what is that on your forehead? <laughs> so he, he can see the... Yes, he can see the unsightly blemish underneath all those bangs. Underneath the bangs, yep. Now Mona's like, I wonder what Jake looks like these days. And Tony says, you know, don't get your hopes up, because this guy could be bald and fat. And what does he say about us? Have oh, a, I don't remember. Oh, shoot. And wearing a truss. Oh, wearing a truss. Yeah, that those are all just mean things. I know. Terrible. <laughs> um, but I mean, Tony's poo-pooing since he realized she was going out. Right, without. right. Yeah, he, he cannot let another Jeffrey happen already. Like, he just got, he just climbed a ladder and spray-painted no on her bedroom. And right, exactly. Give the guy a break for a little while here. Right. Um, so the doorbell rings and Jake the snake is there. So Angela's all excited and Mona's like, no, 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 you can't go open. You can't go straight to the door. Like I have to open the door. You go upstairs. So they're really playing this out as if Angela is a teenage girl. Right. And exactly. Tony, oh, that's what I didn't realize the reference. Yeah. I Just like the zit, you know? Right, right. Um, so and then Tony says, well, where do I stand? And she says, on that stain on the carpet. <laughs> Just insulting Tony in his own I know. So Mona opens the door, and here's Jake. Now, I can't tell if this guy was supposed to look good. I I, I don't think so, right? No, I don't. I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't know. ...say bad things about leaving. So this actor... I know, but... Yeah. ...is leaving. Yes. And... 
Um, he was the lead singer of a punk group called Fear. Fear, yeah. Punk band. I guess you don't say punk group. Yeah, punk band. <laughs> punk <laughs> um, rock. Punk, uh, Fear. And then he's also he's a very done, influential punk band. Yeah, and he's but he's also done quite a bit of acting. Like, yeah. character acting, he was in Flashdance. Yeah. He yep. was on Three's a Crowd. Mm-hmm. Back in the in 1984, he's only. I mean, he, he plays Man that. too, but so he started acting early on. A couple episodes of Fame. This is his one episode of Who's the Boss, and then in 2020, he's going to be in Death Rider in the House of Vampires. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. He's a bartender. I have no All idea right. what that is, but he's still acting today. Oh, good for him. So he comes in and he's wearing a leather jacket, a white T-shirt. I mean. He basically looks like he probably dressed in high school. Just things are a little tighter now. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then his helmet has a snake painted on it. Well, would you expect any? I did. Else? I expected no less. So he says to when Mona answers the door, he looks at Mona and he's like, "Wow, Angela, you really filled out." Of course. <laughs> and then Angela says, "Oh, he's going to be very disappointed." Mona says that. I'm sorry. Mona says he's going to be very disappointed. Um, She says, I'm actually Angela's mother. And he's like, hello, mama. He, he. Yeah. (laughs) Then Mona introduces Tony as their housekeeper. He says hello to him. And she's like, I'll I'll go ahead and call down for Angela. Tony asks if he can take his helmet. (laughs) But he's like, no, I'm, I'm fine. So... Mona calls down for Angela, and she's like, okay, mother, I'll be down in a minute. And then she immediately comes running down the stairs. <laughs> she's <laughs> I know. Angela's as big of a dork now as she was then, but I love yeah. it. Um, so she comes down the stairs, and then she sees Jake for the first time. And again, here, I can't tell if she's like, this doesn't look at all like I thought it would. Because she says you look just like you did in high school, but maybe she's yeah, just being nice. Yeah, which I don't nice. think she was expecting him to maybe look just like he did in high school. I don't oh, know. okay. So maybe she wasn't expecting him to actually still know. be in the same clothes he wore in high school. Um, but overall, I don't think she's very impressed with what she sees. But she's still into going out on this date. Um, so she's like, you look just like you did when you graduated. And he says, I didn't actually graduate. I just decided to focus on my other interests, uh, interest, <laughs> which were sleeping late and, and not going to school. Um, so <laughs> he says that he's playing tonight. Um, at the Mason at, Jar. Yes, the Mason Jar. His band is playing. And she's like, oh, the Mason Jar. Isn't that the place that you used to play in high school? And he says, yep. And he plays with the same band, and they still know the same three chords. Yep. So Mona does something a bit out of character here, I think. So now she's like, hang on, I need to talk to Angela for a minute. But it's cute because it is kind of, again, going along the line of like, as if Angela was a real teenager. So Mona takes her into the kitchen, and she's like, you can't go out with this guy. Which seems out of character for Mona to be like, you can't go out with this guy. But... I guess, like, Mona really, she knows that this guy's going to be looking for sex at the end of this date, and yeah. she doesn't think Angela's going to go for that. Like, Mona's like, if this was me, it would be no problem. But I don't think that you can handle this. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's too much. He's a snake. Right. <laughs> She's like, he, you're out of your league. You don't know. I know men, and you don't. 
So she does not want Angela to go on this date. Right. And then she says, I don't want you going out with Sleazy Rider, which is a take on Easy Rider. Oh, yeah. That's kind of funny. (laughs) Which was probably, well, not big then, but before in the 70s. Yeah, definitely well known. So then Angela says, are you forbidding me to go? And she's like, yes, I am. And she's like, okay, great. Well, then I can cross number 11 off my list. (laughs) So she said her number 11 was to defy mother. So she comes out. She's like, all right, I'm ready to go. He hands her his motorcycle helmet. And I love when she puts this on her head because Mm. her little, (laughs) her, her quaffed or feathered bangs. I know, just just get all jammed down, (laughs) pushed forward. (laughs) Just come out the front of it. It's so funny. So Tony's like, okay. And he tells Angela, you know, because she's probably never been on a motorcycle before, that she needs to hold on and lean into the turns. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, all right. So she's all excited, and she leaves. Um, she's so, like, he's like, hold on to his, and looks at him, and then she's, he says, luggage rack. Oh, is that what it is? So yeah. he doesn't he's want like, well, her. Hold on to his, he doesn't want her to put her arms around him. I see. So that's and why And usually he, motorcycles have the luggage rack. I got it. And, so. Okay. I thought he was calling something on him a luggage rack, which no, I was I very No, I think he just doesn't about. want her to hold on to him. Got it. Yes, that makes sense. Okay. So they leave, and Mona's like, I don't have a good feeling about this. Angela has turned into a motorcycle mama. Motorcycle mama. <laughs> it's like, all right, Mona, let's calm down. So Tony And looks then Tony out. just goes up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's- Tony looks out the window, and they're squealing out oh, of the right, front. Yeah. And then he says, I hope she doesn't come back with a tattoo. And then he goes up the stairs. I know. Like, what? It's like, I can't. Why? I don't know. I'm. I can't even handle it down here anymore. I got to go upstairs. Yeah. So I'm go to the bathroom, and he knew that Mona blew up the <laughs> downstairs one, so he figured to go to the top one. So now Angela and the snake get to this bar. The mason jar. The mason jar. Yes. That beer sign is pretty fantastic. It is. I love it. I wish I could get one of those. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't know where we'd put it. That is a good point. Out on the patio. Yeah. Where all the stuff goes that you don't want in the um, house. <laughs> so they come into the bar and Angela hands him the helmet. And then she asks him if he has any dental floss because she thinks she has a gnat in her teeth. And he's like, well, I told you you were going to have to close your mouth once we got on the turnpike. <laughs> told her. He, told, he warned her. Right. Yeah. He warned her. Close your mouth. So... They sit down and to have a drink, and he's like, you know, we didn't have a much, he, we didn't have a lot of chance to talk on the chopper. So tell me about yourself. So she says that she's in advertising, and he's like, oh, I got a bone to pick with you guys. A billboard fell on my motorcycle. That's stupid. And he, <laughs> who puts those <laughs> things up? And she's like, oh, I, I, I don't know, but I'll, I'll check on that. All right, um, all right. This is already going well. Right. The, the bartender comes over and Jake says he'll have a pitcher and then they ask Angela what she would like and she orders a brandy sidecar with a splash of lime and crushed ice. Mm-hmm. And everybody just looks at her. Like that's such the joke when it's like a out of place person at a bar. Right. They always ask for some dumb drink and right. then everybody Especially looks at, at a bar them. like this that probably does not sell mixed drinks. Right, yes. Um, probably just beer. Right. And uh, the other funny thing that I noted about this is Earlier before they leave, he calls her Angie. Here he's like, "What do you? What do you? Ha- what are you going to have, Angie?" Like it, it's just funny the way yeah. the guy keeps like saying her name different right. ways. It just made me laugh. Like he's getting real comfortable. <laughs> yes. Hey, Angie. Making it even shorter every time. Right. 
Now, when they show the bartender in this one shot, there's this baby picture on the wall. (laughs) And I just wonder, like, why? Is it somebody's baby picture, do you think? It's just shown really prominently. It almost looks like it could be a tiny Danny Pintaro. It could be. I wonder if it was someone's baby picture or if it's just a random baby. Because, like, is that a thing where you go to a bar and there's baby pictures on the wall? I am. No. Yeah, I don't think so. No, it doesn't seem to make any sense. It was just like they put it, that's what they found, and they put it there to fill the wall. Yeah. I don't know. It's so funny. So... They cut. They do a little fade because some time's passed, and now Angela's sitting at a table with Jake the Snake and a bunch of his friends, and she's actually having a good time. Yeah, and they're maybe. entertained by her. She's telling them all the silly things she's done recently, and she's recounting the story about the elevator where she was making the fart noises with their <laughs> <laughs> underarm, um, and that everybody looked at Tony, and they're laughing and stuff. But now it's time for um, Jake to perform. Yeah. So he goes to get on stage. He takes Angela over to a table that's in the front. He kicks some guy out of the front seat, turns the chair around so she can see the stage, and then sets her down. And then grabs that guy's picture that was on the table and brings it up to the stage. <laughs> this is now Real his mug of beer. Real classy fella. <laughs> yeah, that's his mug of a beer. A picture is now his mug. And he says that he would like to dedicate this song to a very special lady from his past. And he starts singing a song to Angela. Yeah. And now... And which then she crosses off the list, romantic song sung for me. (laughs) She's so excited. Now, the guy sitting behind her to the left... Wait, well, her right, our left... Yes. Looks so much like Stephen King to me that I can't get past anything else in this... it scene. does. It really does. And as far as I can tell, it is not Stephen King. I can't find any reason why it would be Stephen King or any correlation to him being on nope. Who's the Boss. Or him knowingly Ving. Right. Because the, like the only reason he would be on this is if he knew Leaving, who is this actor, or if he was still close with Danny's family because Danny was in Cujo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if it was him, we would have found something. But... It just really just looks like... Just a man that looks like Just him, a I guess. man that looks like Stephen King. No, we gotta let and it go. And he's so prominently sh- shown in this scene. Like, he's the the extra that you see the most. But mm-hmm. whoever you are, sir, just hope, I hope let you're doing know. well. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Leaving is singing a song to Angela, and he was a real singer, so they are showcasing his singing here. So, we get, like, an actual song of him singing. Um, yeah, and the song yeah, he's actually singing here is Help Me, and it's by Van Morrison. And it's kind of got bizarre lyrics, well, but I think it's a bluesy, it has a blues vibe, and the lyrics are kind of blues. Right. Well, and he's letting Angela know what, what he wants right here, because it says, put on your morning gown, or we're bringing bring my night bring shirt, me my put night on shirt. your morning gown. I don't feel like sleeping, but I feel like laying down. Yeah, you so he's know, you he's know, ready to go to sex. inspiration point. <laughs> he's ready for inspiration point. Yep. Um, and then he's doing all these like cheesy dance moves at I her know, and stuff. It's just bad. <laughs> so now they cut back to Tony and Mona at the house, and Tony's getting agitated, and he's like, "She should have been home by now." And Mona says, "Well, you told her she could stay out with Bonnie until eleven, so it's not even 11. And he's like, "No, I'm talking about Angela." <laughs> would Angela really be home before 11? I know. I just want to understand because what time did the snake pick her up? First of all, it was late. 
Yeah, it had to have been. Second of all, band, when, a, when the main act plays, it's usually like 10 or 11. Oh, that's true. So if you're lucky, 9.30. Yeah, right. I mean... Yeah, that's true. Bars try to make bands play really late so people stay and keep drinking. Yeah. Um, so he says, what kind of mother are you letting her go out with Fozzie's evil twin? Fonzie's evil twin. Oh, I'm sorry. Fon- I said Sp- Fozzie? I Fozzie's said evil twin. I didn't know Fozzie had an evil twin. <laughs> Fonzie's evil twin. That's funny. Um, and she's like, no, you created this monster by taking her out on that shopping spree. You whipped all of her f- hormones into a frenzy. Yeah. If only Tony could whip Angela's hormones into a frenzy. Um, and then he's like, don't you dare blame me because the hormone doesn't fall far from the tree. Hormone. Stop. <laughs> but I do... I will say that I find some truth in that statement because I do think that as much of a innocent and naive um, as Angela is, I, I do think on the inside she really does want to be a little more mm-hmm. like her mother, um, a little wilder than she is. And then Mona's like, no, this is your fault because you let Sam go to that all-night um, concert ticket line. And he's like, you're the one that told me to do that. Yeah. So they agree that they're both at fault here. But really, Angela's a grown-ass woman, everybody. Let's calm the hell down. So now back at the bar, he's now singing an Elvis song to her. Right. Are you lonesome tonight? Yes, and he's like holding her hand and bringing her up on stage. So Really cheesing. Yes, big time. So now the show's over. And she's like, oh, this was lovely. You know, thank you so much. It's been groovy. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, well, speaking of grooving, how about you and I just go for go somewhere quiet? And she's asks him, where would that be? And he yeah. says, it's a little place I like to call Inspiration Point. Yep. And Angela says, do I look like that type of girl? And he's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> I know, right? He just <laughs> He's just open. So, but she's like, well, you know, you've had too many pictures. I don't really think you should drive anywhere. And he's like, oh, it's fine. We can walk. It's, you know, we'll go for a little walk. Yeah, she's like an evening stroll. Right, yeah. So she thinks she's being taken somewhere that's like, you know, make out point or whatever. That's maybe by a lake. Right. Maybe some trees. Um, But no, no, he takes- She's going to the snake's rape room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is <laughs> his little pain. Oh my god! I shouldn't laugh at that. I know. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> so well, I mean, come on. It's creepy. He's bringing her back into a room at the bar. Yes. So it's that's this, a little couch. It's this room back at the bar, and this is inspiration point. This is where droves of teenage girls probably lost their virginity. Yeah, inspiration, sexual assault. <laughs> With this loser. I know. Uh, so she's like uh, looking around, and she seems a little trepidatious about this. Is that a word? Yeah, it is. I think so. Yeah, it is now. Okay, so now Tony's at the bar. He's He can't take it anymore. Yeah, he, he had, had to, to go come find her. her. Yeah. Um, and he walks in and he starts talking to the redhead lady who was at the table earlier with Angela and Snake. And her name... Oh, yeah. Is Twink Kaplan. Yes. Um, she was born on Christmas. 1927. Oh, good for Twink. Yes, she is still alive. She, um, okay, so I think what I probably recognize her from the most is Look Who's Talking. Yeah, I think that might be where I recognize her. Because yeah. I looked through the list and I couldn't picture anything, but I know she looked familiar. Yeah, but again, a, you know, a big 
character actor in the 80s for sure. Um, Valerie, divorce, wait, is that? Oh, divorce court. Oh, I thought that was night court. Okay, wait, who's the boss? Mr. Belvedere, L.A. Law. Um, yeah, then look who's talking. Divorce court. Quantum leap. Reality? That's what I thought too. But I think some of those were still. Um, staged? Yeah, staged. Uh, or maybe she really went to divorce court. Sister, sister. She was in the TV series of Clueless. So yeah, a big character actor. But I think I probably recognize her most from Look Who's Talking. I really want to show our kids the movie Look Who's Talking. I think they yeah, would I like it. I think they would enjoy it. Okay, so Tony starts talking to her, and he's asking her, have you seen, um, you know, my friend? Oh, because she's she's coming on to Tony, and he's like, oh, I'm looking for a blonde. And she's like, well, I can be blonde. <laughs> I know, that was funny. Like, he's looking for any blonde. Right. And he's like, no, no, specific blonde. She's got brown eyes. She's very well-dressed. She's a very classy lady, and she's with a guy named Snake. <laughs> and Snake. The, uh, this lady, what is, do they have her in? listed here what is her name here oh joanne she says you know oh yeah yeah they were here earlier but they left i don't know where they went so she's trying to get tony to stick around for a beer or something and he's like all right well yeah i'll have a beer so he sits down and starts talking to her now back in the inspiration point room (laughs) (laughs) the inspiration point room angela's like this is inspiration point she's like i thought that there were going to be trees and a field and a sky full of stars Mm -hmm. and he's laying down on like this nasty ripped leather couch at this point i know that couch is probably gross and he says if you lay down you can see the big dipper oh god yeah it's a terrible worst line ever (laughs) and she's like no she just kind of crosses her arms and looks away um so Tony's back talking to Joanne and she's asking him about, you know, oh, you're a housekeeper. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's a dusty job, but someone has to do it. And he's like, my boss, though, she's a really nice lady and I got a great place to live. He's like, except, she, you know, she has been acting a little crazy lately. And then he hears a scream and he can, he can tell it's Angela's scream. So <laughs> he goes running and the girl's like, I can scream. You like screaming? I can scream. So Tony busts into this back room. And I love the way they have, like, Jake kind of manhandling Angela here. He's just holding her and rocking back and forth. I know. So I guess it kind of looks like he's attacking her, but really, he's not. So he gets Angela away from him, and Tony's like, "Um, you know, I'm going to fight you. And he goes to punch the guy, or Snake goes to punch him, and the snake passes out. I know. I mean, like, what was he going to do? He was loaded. Yeah, but I didn't really feel like the guy was that drunk. I know, then, but it's TV low. It's, it's TV drunk, right? right? right. Oh, I had a bunch of pictures, but yeah. all of a sudden I'm passing out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like he blacked out immediately, like just yes. out of nowhere after being actually pretty coherent. Right. <laughs> and so Angela's like, oh, okay. And Tony's, you know, thinking that it, it was the threat of his punch that right. knocked this guy out. Right. You know Tony thinks that. So he is like, are you okay? I heard you screaming. And she's like, it was awful. And he's like, well, I told you, you know, not to go with this guy. And she's like, no, no. I, it was the biggest cockroach I'd ever seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was the only nature Angela got tonight was a cockroach yeah. in the Inspiration Point room. So he's like, I thought the guy was attacking you. And she's like, well, you know, he was trying, but I, I was fine handling him. It was just the bug that scared me. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> so then she realizes that Tony's at this bar, and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, you know, I was just in the area, and I thought I'd come by, but Angela's not buying it. She knows why he's there, and it was to save her. Yeah, and she's lucky, because she probably would have died in a motorcycle crash on the way home. <laughs> I mean, because, I uh, think Angela would have done fine handling herself was, here. She yeah. would have gotten away from the snake. But she but, would have been that dead on the turnpike. Well, or she just would have, she was going to have to call him anyway to come That's pick her up. Saying. Because so this guy passed She's glad out. he showed up yeah. because leaving. She didn't sorry, need rescuing, snake. but she was going to need a ride home. And yes. there was no Uber. No. <laughs> Maybe a cab. Could have called a cab. That's true, yeah. Fairfield has cabs. Um, so she's like, okay, um... She says, you were worried about me, and just admit it. So she's a little disappointed that this is how the night went. She's like, so much for sowing my wild oats. And Jake's in the background snoring. (laughs) And Tony's like, you know, you really can't relive something that you didn't have to begin with. So he's trying to make her feel better, but I don't know that it's um, really working. And she's like, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes things are just better left to your imagination. And then Tony's like, well, we'll always have this. And again, yeah. he's trying to make farting noises and with his not arm. happening. You think they would have at least helped him out and just added a couple of farting sound effects for him? I know, it was really bad. <laughs> Did he think um, he was making noises? Or were they not allowed to have fart noises? So that's why they didn't? I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it's a sad little armpit fart. Okay, so now I think this is the tag, right? So they come out. To the tag, and we see it's a it's a rare shot of the van. Yeah, the moon first. Yeah, and then the, so yeah. we see a moon over like a lake or trees. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere out in the wilderness, and we see the van. It's parked, and we hear heavy breathing. And you might think, oh, this is going to get good. Eh, it's going to get a little good. Yeah. Um, so, but they go show the two of them in the van, and Angela is actually breathing on her glasses, oh, yeah, so, so that she can clean them off, so that she can see the stars and the trees and the moon more clearly. And so, to- she and Tony are sitting in his van at wherever he takes girls to make out. His inspiration point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so she's like, "This is beautiful. This is so great. Thank you so much." And she crosses it off on her list. Yeah. And then Tony takes the list, and he's like, well, wait a minute here. And there's one more, and it says Mike Ott at Inspiration Point. How bad is Angela's handwriting? <laughs> I guess it's pretty bad, though, because My we saw God. the Angela Bauer written on the, <laughs> that's right. on the chalkboard and educating Tony. It was Tony. horrible. Um, and she's like, oh, no, that's, that's actually make out. Mm. So he's like, oh. And then he's like, well, it's too bad you didn't get to finish your list. She's like, yeah, I got really close, really close. And he's he's like, I bet it was something that you really wanted to do. And she says, yes, you know, it would have given me a real sense of completion. Mm. And Tony's like, completion's good. Mm. Completion's good. Zing. I know, I can't tell how dirty that joke is. Yeah. Um. So then he kind of looks at her and he leans over and they start kissing. Yeah, lays one on her. Yes, And this is a very good kiss. I feel like this is up there with the first kiss kiss. Mm. Because there's going to be a a shift on this show where they're going to get to the point where the kisses are kind of almost done humorously, Mm. I guess. And they're real, like, over-the-top sitcom-y stage kisses. 
but they're not there yet. I feel like at this point, this was still like a pretty hot kiss for a sitcom. Um, and I like that he removes her glasses and you think it's going to escalate. Right. <laughs> and he just cleans them off for her because they're all steamed up again. Yeah. <laughs> but funny. it's so bizarre because it really, it, it's, the, it's funny too because you, I've, um, like the writers would say that everybody wanted to write the episode when Tony and Angela got together. And so now this is an episode with a kiss and it's written by two people who are, this is their first episode. Ever. Yeah. That must've been like, what? I know. And it's just so out of place. Like it's great, yeah. but it is funny. Cause it's just like completely unexpected. Right. And then it's never, it doesn't go anywhere. Right. It's not and it's never brought up again, yeah. but here it is. Yep. So yes. A cute little kiss between Tony and Angela. And that is the end of the episode. Yep. All right. So I, you did rating last. First. I did. Okay. Then you so go. I'm going to go first. And I gave this one a 7.5. Okay. Yeah. I like this one. I thought it was a strong episode for these two first time writers for sure. Um, I thought it was cute. I love all the cute Angela stuff. Um, was Jonathan even in this episode? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think he was at all. No. Sam. Eh. Poor Jonathan. Maybe school was going on or something. Yeah, maybe he was on a trip or something. Um, and the setup of Sam and the Beastie Boys is going to actually come back. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I feel like normally they would set something up like that, and then you would never hear about the Beastie Boys concert again. But we actually will hear about the Beastie Boys concert again. Yeah, and the Beastie Boys were huge. Um, But yeah, overall, I thought it was a cute episode. And then, I mean, I can't not give it a 7.5 when there's a kiss at the end. Yeah, I think you have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think it was a a 7.5, too. Oh, really? Yeah. You're not even going to go a half step low? No, no, no. I think um, it was entertaining all around. Um, you know, I like Mona in it. Mona was in it quite a bit and her parts are pretty funny. Um, and then go, you know, Angela living her, her, I don't know, wild side (laughs) or mild side. (laughs) Um, and, uh, you know what I mean? It just kind of, um, it was good. It wasn't like just a filler episode. Yeah, it was cute. And then the ending with the kiss. Yes. Obviously is leaning up to whenever. Yeah. Oh, Whenever it's, I mean, they get together. Yeah, they're leading up to four years later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't get too excited. Who's the boss around here? Me or my mother? Or maybe it's you. I went with Angela on this episode. All right. I know you probably thought I was going to say the snake, <laughs> but I didn't this I time. I gave you the too benefit of the doubt, but too I should predictable. have. No. Yeah. Um, he was close second. No, Um, I thought that she... When the, the episode, you know, started and she started getting all ramped up to do, you know, to be spontaneous and do all these crazy things like rip off mattress tags and yep. make farting noises, <laughs> like, like she did, she committed to it yeah, and she was, did. and then when you thought she was kind of going off the rails and she, you know, called this random snake guy and Tony thought I have to go save her. She really had it under control the yep. entire time. Yeah. And she, um, you know, the guys passed out on the couch and she was screaming cause she saw a roach. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like overall when you thought because she had never been in a, maybe a crazy situation like that, she was going to get herself in a lot of trouble. Like Tony really didn't need to go bail her out. Yes, so I absolutely. thought she was the boss. She had a, all under control. Yeah. This is the second week in a row. I mean, second episode in a row we've had Angela as the boss. Oh, um, yeah. But yes, I agree as well. I was wondering if you yeah. were. 
Oh, yeah. Because I, I kind of had Tony first. And then no. as I watched it again, I'm like, wait a minute. No, it's not Tony. Yeah. She, I mean, she had it under, you know, she was going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like I said, she didn't need rescuing, but she was going to need a ride home. So it's a good thing that he went down there anyway. Uh, yeah, but of course. I mean, but she still <laughs> had everything under control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the snake was, was passed fine. out on the couch. And that was that. But yeah, she decided that she wanted to do this and, you know, she did it on, yeah. in her little Angela way of doing dumb things. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think Angela is the boss. Yeah, Plus, I agree. that outfit, I mean, I, I mean, she come on. dared to walk out of the house wearing that salmon colored piping puffy paint She mess. didn't dare. She just did. Yeah. She was all about it. Okay, so you can reach us at Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram, and that is also where I have the fundraiser going for Tony Danza's birthday, April 21st. If you go to our Instagram, you'll see it right there on the bio, so you can click on that if you would like to participate and donate. Um, also on Twitter, we're at Who's the Boss Pod 1, or on Facebook, the Who's the Boss Podcast page. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast, and there you can leave us a voice message. Mm. All right. So next episode, we're going to watch Reconcilable Differences. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. I, we started, it kind of ran into this one a little bit when we were done watching this episode the other night. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember seeing a little bit of it. But yeah, I haven't seen the end, and I don't know the last time I actually watched this episode. So, Oh, okay. This should be good then. Yeah. You don't, that must be Fresh for both nice because you don't know if you hate it or right. love it already. <laughs> so it's kind of new again and in a way. we're kind of almost um, caught up with the date because like it's, well, it's the 24th. But we're at the end of March, and we're going to be at the end of March with this episode, March 31st. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. 1987. Wow. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Thanks. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a big thumbs up and tell all your friends. And maybe you can tell your grandma, your mother, and your sister or brother. Maybe have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats. Bye.